All right, guys, this is the spare change edition of Stacking Penny. Short little clip on a race day morning for y'all's listening and enjoyment before you watch us drive around for 301 miles this afternoon. I could consider this, as oddly as it sounds, Chuck, a home race going to New Hampshire because I probably have more laps around here just from lower divisions and being able to race here when I was 18 uh, all the way to the time now I'm 30 than I have laps anywhere else. But also my grandfather, Don LaJoy, made his name at the Danbury Race Arena in Connecticut. He is 84 years old, going to be making the trip up there this weekend, which I'm super excited uh, to hang out with him. Five-time track champion. I believe – actually, that, that stat might be wrong. I believe it's seven uh, track championships. He's in the New England Auto Racing Hall of Fame as well as my dad, Big Rand, who you guys know two-time Bush Series champion as well. But all those guys have northeastern roots, which I was born in North Carolina, but the Northeast claims me as one of their own. And You're I'm good honorary with Honorary Yankee. I'm good with that. A um, lot of passionate race fans up there, a lot of great race car drivers up there. So I'm always excited to go back to New Hampshire. Unfortunately, it's just once. But some of my favorite stories and times growing up, uh, when we used to race, when we were racing the K&N Series, the races in the fall used to be New Hampshire. The following week was always Dover. So for two years in a row, we would go and we would race New Hampshire and we would tow uh, with our dually and, and fifth wheel trailer to LaJoy's Auto Wrecking in Norwalk. We'd spend an entire day cleaning about three quarters of sludge off the concrete floor because where they work on all bulldozers and everything, backloaders, uh, dump trucks and all this stuff. We had to go work and prepare a race car, so we spent a day cleaning it, and then we would go prepare this car. We just raced at Loudon for Dover, and we had a bunch of success over those two years. Got a really cool picture of our car set up on jack stands with the you know the junkyard in the background. But um, yeah, New England is in in the LaJoy roots for sure. The weather up there, I mean, it lovely weather, Dude, lovely area. It's so nice. I've been going and racing Stafford, and it is so humid. So like, I just sweat when I get off the plane there. So it. It is pretty. It's different though in New Hampshire. Dude, I'm, but hills. that race, I swear, is one of the sneakiest hot races of the year where you're like, oh, goodness. I but don't know. I, I always think it is. But I think going back there once, I July. hate that we only go there once, but I also think it, think it makes it more special. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I don't want to get down the rabbit hole. I do think it's worth talking about what markets we think we need two dates and which ones we need one date. Would I love to go to New Hampshire twice? Yes. But is a market that is better suited for one race because it makes it a destination where you have to go because that's the only time we're in town. Yep. But Dude, uh, Corey's has some funny stories from Loudon too. Obviously, your first cup practice, but even that time, your first time in the K&N car when you oh, when wrecked I wrecked the car, when I, wrecked I come running Alan back there. Oh, my God. You were right. racing for the win. Yeah. I come running back because I thought they were going to be trying to fight, and uh, Mike Dillon was taking oh, your yeah. window down. He's like, that was badass, oh, man. No, so, yeah. This was like 2010. And this was when we only run like part time. We ran three or four races a year. We went to Iowa about one three wide finish. Uh, ran good at Dover, and we went to went to New Hampshire. And I found myself three to go chasing down the leader, which was some local guy from Maine. The guy who eventually was I drove for Archie St. Hilaire owned the thirty two car, owned this particular Canon East car. And I'm tracking him down, and I'm catching him. Four to go, three to go, two to go. And I'm like on his left for a corner and he's kind of pinching me and I'm getting a little bit aggressive and I'm starting to get impatient and I get to his door 
and I get wheel to wheel with him. We come off two and we're coming to the white. I come actually come to the checkered and we go down to turn three and I send it, right? <laughs> Hit those bumps from where like the crossover for the road course is. Loose, loose, loose. We both do the old like synchronized spin. And my dad was spotting for me, just dog cussing my ass one side up and down the other. And I've, I limp it back home. We finish obviously last car in the lead lap. I think Brandon Jones or somebody went on to win and I put around and I feel like this big, you know, like I direct this guy missed out of my first opportunity to win a race. And I pull into this empty behind our truck. Nobody's there yet. Everybody's still up, up on the pit road. And some guy in like the spot mirror, like comes running up and like, is like messing with my, window net and rips it down. I'm like, Oh, it's somebody trying to beat me up for wrecking this guy for the win. And Mike Dillon pops his head in. Hey man. I'm like, what do you like? What do you know? That, Hey, don't worry about that, man. I know you're upset, but that was, that was fuck badass, man. Don't worry about that. You're going for it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. So Mike Dillon and pumped me up that day. And then my first cup series, uh, race. So, Randy Humphreys was a guy. He owned the 77 car at the time. Dave Blaney drove it a couple of times, missed a couple of shows. It was really low in points. Um, and for some reason, he wanted me to drive. I only ran it to this point in time, maybe four or five Xfinity races. I'm surprised I was even uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Licensed. Licensed or uh, – well, Approved. I'm surprised I was even approved in the first place to go because this was the first race of the playoffs. I ran – four or five Xfinity races at a time, one truck race. I had no business being behind the wheel of a cup car, zero. So I didn't know the flow of traffic in the cup garage. I didn't know what first practice was. Come to find out it's full taped up, mock queue, nose weight, like low fuel. The whole, the whole back in the day was like an hour practice of just straight up queue runs, right? And they weren't going to put me in queue trim because they just wanted me to get laps to figure out how to drive something with 950 horsepower and that much downforce. So I come out first lap and I'm just like feeling this thing out and the left rear tires got like eight pounds in it. It's all mushy. And you're like, Oh my goodness, it's a shitload of horsepower. And I look up in the mirror and they had, that was back when they had like the yellow sprint cup banners across for like the guys that were in the playoffs. And first person behind me down the back stretch, grab fourth gear, look up Jeff Gordon. Let me pull over. This guy kind of seems like he knows what he's doing. I follow him, and I, I see him for, like, two corners, right? And he's just getting on with it. And I come back in. I catch my breath, and I look at the scoring pile on. And usually, you know, when I was – I was, a, you know, in Xfinity at that time, I was, like, a ninth to 12th place guy with the car I was driving. So I'm, like, kind of looking, and I'm, like, second sheet. Like, second to last. I'm, like, what is this? And like two seconds off the pace. I'm like, okay, time to get on the stick here, LaJoy. So I go back out there. Who's behind me again? Jeff Gordon on another Q run, which I wasn't smart enough at the time to note that he was on a Q run, which he probably should have been two seconds faster than I was in race trim. So I see I'm lifting it like the three and a half. Jeff going. And when I lifted the three and a half, he's still going. Like he lifted it like the one and a half, which is like another hundred yards down. I'm like, well, shoot. Maybe I'm just being a sissy. If Jeff Gordon can drive to the one and a half, like I can drive to the one and a half. So I come in, pull the belts tight a little bit. Like, all right, I'm going to show these boys what, you know, 
the the new guy on the block, Scott, down to turn three. Get to that one and a half. Oh, oh shit! Right rear chatter. Boom! Stuff that thing. Just flat sided though, so like not a backup car, but knocked the whole side out. Guys had the hammers out, beating the crush panels out, and it was at that point I realized that a Randy Humphreys car couldn't keep up with a Hendrick car and a quarter of the joy. Damn sure. Couldn't keep up with Jeff Gordon. Uh, so that was my first. And then we get in the race. Uh, fun fact. You might know the answer to this question. You might not. Who, who else was making their first career cup start that weekend? Oh for man. For BK racing. Alex Bowman. Nope. Oh gosh. What year was this? Clayton Rogers. Clay. Oh, Clay yeah. was. Okay. Clay Rogers ran, I think one or two races for BK at that time. Hooters cup champion. All one of the all-time short track greats. I believe he's working over at David Gill and racing now. Uh, that was 2014, and then my stuff dried up over, co- over the next couple of years, and then kept grinding. Got a shot 2016 at BK, and the rest is history. But, I remember you did good in that thing. Burnt the gear up. Yep. So uh, we started running. Once I got it figured out, passed good cars about lap 90. Burned the gear out because my guys did not put the rear end cooler back on it. The lines hooked back on from qualifying so burn gear up uh i didn't have what it takes then and i rarely think i have what it takes now compared to him he's one of the greats uh but it was pretty cool to get a text from him at least this past week so i might not be able to keep up with the loud but i can receive a text from him after atlanta when when you leave the track if, if i don't know which way you guys go but have you ever gone the back way like the back roads and there's that one um it's on the back side of the track it's a hill that drops off and you can get get some air have you ever done that uh, no, but yes. I have a I have a horror story. <laughs> after my first cup race, uh, I parked in the wrong lot, and they held it for two hours, and I missed the flight. So it was my mom, Kelly, and myself. We drove to Boston, and we had to buy a commercial flight home because I missed the plane after my first. That's cup the difference. Yeah, like when you're doing Xfinity or you're doing you know K and N, and then you go to your first cup race. That is the biggest mistake that people make. Is like, oh. It's way harder to get out of here today. I didn't realize this was going to happen. Bro, the second race of the day is the race from the from the car to the airport. And you better have your spot in a nice, cozy spot. That way you get backed in, too, because you don't even want to let the six seconds of time it takes to back out and keep trucking. Every second is crucial after the race. And you know what's great about the past, like, this year and then a couple of years, like, heading into – before the pandemic is traffic was getting worse and worse after the race. And to me, that is an awesome sign that yes. the fans are there and they're staying through to the end. Yep. It's a necessary evil. I love it. I don't like it when there's no traffic leaving the race. Cause that means nobody's coming to watch the race with us. I would rather sit in traffic and leave, you know, an hour after the race later than what we would have anyways, because you fans are what makes the wheels go around. We praise you. And we appreciate you guys listening to stacking pennies. Um, I love this show. I love doing it. Um, and I love you guys listening to it and also yelling at us at the racetrack, whether it's me or Flores at the track. Keep pumping us up. Keep letting us know you're listening. And uh, maybe we, you know, just keep doing it for a little while, I guess, until they tell us we can't do it anymore. That's all I got. I'm going to go run around for 301 miles today. Hopefully we got a good car. And uh, until then, I'll talk to you all next Wednesday right here on Stacking Pennies. 